Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, flying solo tonight on Thursday, March 15th, an off week for the LA Galaxy. That's okay. We still have a lot to talk about, and we're glad that you could join us on an off week show. A lot of uh, fun things to talk about. Definitely going to hit some LA Galaxy 2 news as the LA Galaxy as an organization have been signing players left and right uh, on Wednesday and Thursday and all throughout the week for LA Galaxy 2, so definitely going to talk about that. Uh, going to talk about the LA Galaxy, some of their injuries, their injury updates, going to talk some lineups, um, and of course, uh, anything else that you want to. This is a super free open show because uh, it's an off week and there's not a bunch to talk about. So we'll see if we go the full hour. If we do, that's great. If we go over, that's fine. And if we're a little bit shorter, I'll feel good about it as well. But uh, the LA Galaxy obviously coming off a 2-1 loss to New York City FC. A lot of, uh, I, again, I don't know that I was surprised. And if you listen to the Monday show, you, you certainly heard that I wasn't surprised. Um, that the Galaxy lost that game. Just a weird sort of, you know, confluence of events that sort of lead up to flying all the way across the country. And when you fly all the way across the country, the LA Galaxy have shown that they're not exactly... Um, well equipped to handle the travel it's just it's a long way to go for 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 three hours basically uh a time zone change and all that fun stuff and and speaking of uh of time zone changes still i don't i don't know about you guys i'm still dragging from the time change on monday all right which is ridiculous all right we already know that I complain about daylight savings time or the lack of. I don't care what, by the way, people were coming at me saying, well, we should stick to daylight savings time because I like the hour and the... Listen, listen right now, pay attention. I don't care where you decide to keep the clock, just keep it there, all right? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. So hello to everybody in the chat room joining us in our live, live chat room. And if you're listening to the show live, thank you for, for stopping by. Certainly appreciate it. Um, remember you can always go to our live shows, corner of the forward slash live, or click on the live button at corner of the And that will take you and link you to one a schedule of all our shows, uh, which is almost always kept up to date. I, I miss a couple days here and there, but for the most part, it's there. Uh, but you can also go there and find the link to the YouTube page. And if you double click on that and, and have it take you to the YouTube page, you, of course, can get that, uh, that wonderful, wonderful chat room. And that's how you can talk to me. Of course, you can call in as well. And I should tell you right now that the phone lines will be open. So whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll do our, do our best to do it. If you don't get through, remember, there's no call screener here. I don't, I can see you calling, but that's about it. So just call back, try to pay attention to whenever somebody's uh, done. And there's a little bit of a lag in there. So make sure you, tur you turn down the volume. All right. For all of you listening on the podcast, of course, you can go to YouTube as well and see what it looks like here in the corner of the Galaxy Studios. I know some of you have never done that. So I I, I implore you to do that. I, I definitely do. And plus, you get to see my wonderful outfit choices. And today I'm wearing the 2018 Corner of the Galaxy logo t-shirt uh, with five stars. Count them one, two, three, four, and five. One, two, three, four, and five. All right? That's five stars where you sit there. I'm the only one who gives you the shirt with five stars. Just remember that. And by the way, uh, again, already in the chat room, uh, a lot of lip going on. Uh, yeah, I, I complain when we change the clock and we get an extra hour as well. It's stupid. All right? It's always been stupid. It continues to be stupid. Again, this comes from my background living in Arizona. Um, and when I lived in Arizona, Arizona, the only one of the few things that, that Arizona does correctly is not change the clock. So. 
There we go. Uh, just some quick topics that are floating around the chat room that maybe we're going to get to. Uh, uh, Diego asks, Josh, is there any way to defend Gio for this season? And Diego, I will tell you, there is a very easy way to defend Gio this season. Just simply stand in front of him because he's not moving a lot and he's certainly not shooting. I, I had a feeling that's probably not what you were asking for. And why isn't there anybody here to actually give me the laugh track? That was a good joke. I enjoyed that. That was that was a smart one. But anyway, uh, yeah, the the best way to defend Geo for this year is just to stand in front of him, right? That's a that's the old uh, bagger Vance joke, right? Where I I could have killed you, no sir. I was standing directly in front of you. All right, there we go. Lots of people in the chat room. Glad that we could have it. Let's start off with some fun stuff. Let's just go completely sort of off the wall a little bit and, and do stuff that we haven't spent a lot of time on. And I will tell you that I have not spent a lot of time on this. In fact, just here in the last couple of days have I started paying attention again, but I will uh, I will warn you, I will update you that LA Galaxy 2 is getting ready to once again kick off their season. Uh, this is the USL component of the LA Galaxy, and uh, they have a lot going on this year. Uh, last year, a horrible, dismal year for them as well, finishing 13th in the Western Conference, uh, finishing only above Vancouver, uh, Vancouver Whitecaps FC2 and Portland Timbers 2. Uh, and if you look at the winners of the Western Conference, Real Monarchs, uh, Salt Lake City's USL component, uh, San Antonio FC, Reno 1868 FC was in third. Fourth was the Swope Park Rangers, the USL component for um, Sporting Kansas City. Phoenix Rising FC, uh, back in my my almost hometown, my college town, uh, back there in Phoenix, uh, they, they finished in fifth. OKC Energy finished in sixth. Tulsa Roughnecks FC finished in 7th, and Sacramento Republic finished in 8th. Uh, the Colorado Springs Switchbacks, which coincidentally is the opening opening salvo for LA Galaxy 2 as they will travel to Colorado Springs this weekend, as a matter of fact. The very first game, Colorado Springs Switchbacks at home, 5 p.m. Pacific time kickoff, LA Galaxy 2 uh, is the away team there. They are in Colorado Springs. It's a game that you can certainly watch. Uh, on YouTube, if you go, uh, LA Galaxy usually puts out a link to that, so go there. You can watch all of USL games on YouTube. It is the best deal in town. It is free. You get to watch it. Do it. Find it. Watch it. And get to see some of these talented players for LA Galaxy 2. And I will tell you very, 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 very quickly that all of these names are so new to me. I don't know most of these. Although, some of them have fallen, as you have seen, uh, or maybe you didn't see, is that you are getting some of the guys who sign, who were drafted by the LA Galaxy signing with LA Galaxy 2, as, as is somewhat the customary thing right now. Uh, let's see, if I count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 10, six, 16, 17 players right now for LA Galaxy 2, and of course you're going to have some of the players who are signed up with LA Galaxy, and we can speculate about that. Um... Some of those players up at the LA Galaxy will be playing down with LA Galaxy 2 this year. Uh, a guy who we saw a lot of as a trialist, uh, Julian Boucher. Uh, he's the German uh, midfielder that was playing in the preseason with the LA Galaxy, the senior team. Uh, Boucher just signed today as we're recording uh, and will be playing uh, down with LA Galaxy 2. Originally from Dulman, Germany. Went to uh, Syracuse University, so Julian Boucher uh, down with LA Galaxy 2. Nate Schultz, a guy the LA Galaxy drafted, um, I believe the second their second pick in the draft. He's also down with LA Galaxy 2, Wade Hamilton. Uh, Jeffrey Achampong, I, I am so bad at names right now, and I haven't heard him yet. It's, it's going to be a fun one. Emmanuel Apaya, uh, John Requejo. Uh, Miguel Aguilar, Adrian Vera, Ethan Zubak, who I think most people are familiar with if you've uh, been sitting around, Justin Dillon as well, Frank Lopez, uh, a new signing, a forward from Cuba, uh, some interesting 
it, it, that's an interesting signing there and something that we'll get to watch. Jonathan Hernandez, Andre Ulrich Sanga, uh, Jean Zospin Angola, and uh, of course, Adonis Amaya and Eric Lopez, goalkeeper. Uh, you have to remember Justin Vom Stieg, who was LA Galaxy 2, is now up with the senior team. You have guys like Efren. Efren Alvarez, who is the 15-year-old superstar down at LA Galaxy 2. Well, now he signed as a homegrown player to LA Galaxy. So you have Efren now with LA Galaxy, but do we expect him to play a lot of time with LA Galaxy 2? Yeah, absolutely. So that is what we have going on with LA Galaxy 2. Again, not a ton of uh, of players yet, and this may be about it if you figure all of the guys who are probably coming down from LA Galaxy 2. Um, so just something to keep an eye on. Listen, here's my pitch for, for LA Galaxy 2, and when I had the time, it certainly was something fun to watch and go to, and, and about two years ago, I went to almost... I don't know, I probably went to 80%, 90% of the LA Galaxy 2 games. It is a great, great um, place to see soccer. Uh, USL is frenetic. It is forward and back and sprinting and, you know, all over the place. The unexpected definitely happens. The quality soccer is not as high as MLS, as you'd expect, but there's lots of guys who are trying to get picked up here, trying to move up, so it certainly is interesting. Um, somebody asked if Busher would take up an international slot. I don't know the answer to that. He very well, because he went to college in Syracuse, he might, he might very well just count as a domestic player. Uh, I'd have to look and, and sort of see, but yeah, it is interesting. And, uh, and to answer another question that I see in the chat room, uh, didn't we just pick up a Timbers two goalkeeper after I said that Timbers two finished very last and yes, they did. Um, yeah, so they did. It, it, that's fine. Listen, a lot of these guys didn't get playing time. I mean, Soccer's incestuous, I'll tell you that right now. Guys bounce from league to league to team to team, you know, MLS to USL. I mean, as for as much as you focus on the starting 11 for the LA Galaxy, if you go down into the depths of the LA Galaxy and see the guys who are playing down at LA Galaxy 2 on a regular basis, see the guys who are LA Galaxy 2 players and watch them bounce from team to team and go from place to place trying to find a break. That's how it works, all right? So certainly, as you're looking and as you're seeing all this stuff, that's something to sort of keep an eye on. These guys are fighting for a spot, which is fun to see. And a lot of these guys, this is their first professional contract as well. So that's fun to see too. Uh, the the fans, uh, excuse me, the fans can be, can approach the players. I mean, you know, it's it's much friendlier confines if you're looking to to say something to players and, and, and you know you know get to know people a little bit more intimately than you would obviously on the senior team uh there's less distance in terms of you know how far they keep everybody back but it's it's a fun place to go it's not super expensive um a lot of times if you're an la galaxy member they did last year i'm not sure if that's the case this year is that uh la galaxy 2 tickets were included with your season tickets um as long as you weren't in a supporters group i think that's how that worked but anyway if you get a chance to go it certainly is something that i would recommend. So LA Galaxy 2 headed by Mike Munoz. Mike Munoz, uh, who we have talked to many times over the years. Uh, he was the academy coach for the LA Galaxy for a while, and now he is up at USL taking over for Cardinalfo whenever Arnolfo went up to the senior team. Mike is a great guy. Uh, I plan on having him on the show. I tried to connect with him for tonight and didn't work out. That's fine. No big deal. We're going to get Mike on the show, and he can tell us about his players and his team, and we can get a really in-depth understanding of what this is going on. But to start off the season, again, Saturday, March 17th, LA Galaxy 2 will travel to Colorado Springs Switchbacks FC for their very first opening game. Uh, then it is a, it is away again to Fresno FC on Saturday, March 24th, when the LA Galaxy, of course, will be traveling up to Vancouver, the next senior team LA Galaxy game. Uh, then Saturday, March 31st, is the first home game for the LA Galaxy 2. 
All right. And that is, of course, the same day as the LAFC game at StubHub Center. So you can double-head it right away. 3.30 p.m. kickoff time for LA Galaxy 2 against San Antonio FC. Uh, should be an interesting matchup there. So if you want to have more soccer than you can possibly handle, go ahead and get that in there. All right, and then it's away to Orange County SC uh, on Saturday, April 7th, and then Wednesday, April 11th, it is back home. LA Galaxy 2 face off against Phoenix Rising FC. Didier Drogba was playing for them last year. Not sure if he's still playing for him. I'll have to check again, but it's it's fun to see anyway. Uh, so again, please head on out there. Some of the things, some of the highlights, maybe maybe the promo schedule is something you want to hear as well. I'll give you sort of my favorite ones, and I'll tell you which ones I always enjoyed. Uh, that game against Phoenix Rising FC, the promotional night. That is Wine Wednesday, and let's just say I did have a glass of wine once uh, there while I was watching an, an LA Galaxy two game, and that wasn't a horrible thing. And I enjoyed it. Uh, Protect the Pitch, New York Red Bulls 2. That's another promo night. Let's see. We have Health and Wellness Night, uh, Soccer for All Night, Family Night. And then, I don't know, I think this is possibly the best night to go to an LA Galaxy 2 game. It's Pups at the Pitch, where you can bring your dog. There's some restrictions with that, and you have to understand what's going on. But there will be dogs at a soccer game. It's a nice, fun thing to do. Again, it's like minor league baseball, if you know sort of the wacky, fun things that you do at minor league baseball. That's what LA Galaxy 2 is all about. Pups at the Pitch. That's that's the that's the focus right there for me. I don't know about you guys. That is that is where I like to go. It's a nice relaxing day. Take the stress off. All right. Pups at the pitch is great. Uh, again, if you want to get in and, and talk about anything, and again, wide open phone lines tonight, 949-734-4217. It's whatever you want to talk about. I'm more than willing to to talk about anything you guys want to. And I hope that uh, we can have some 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 All right, let's see if we can do that. All right, onward. Let's check the chat room because they already have some interesting questions. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Football Galaxy writes, Josh, do you think the Galaxy could get Ibrahimovic in the summer transfer? I think there's a possibility the LA Galaxy could get Ibrahimovic before the summer transfer. How about that? Uh, LA Galaxy, technically the window does not close uh, here in MLS for a little while longer, I think. So things are still open. You're still able to go uh, and get players. That it's it's quiet now because everybody sort of has their roster set. But the LA Galaxy could technically do it. And if Manchester United was to say release uh, Ibrahimovic from his contract, now that they are dropped out of the Champions League, and if you were not paying attention, Manchester United uh, got knocked out of the Champions League, and that could be a door opening for Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that this opens a door. And whether or not that door is walked through by the big, tall uh, Swede, we'll see. Uh, but it's a possibility. Uh, there was some fun. It was like, I read something today. It was like Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Galaxy team up. I'm like, oh, this is, hey, look, there's something. And it was, the, it was Samsung Galaxy phones. Which, by the way, Samsung, why are they not the sponsor of the LA Galaxy? You could go Samsung Galaxy, everybody gets a phone. It, it'd be great. I mean, that's a, see, we need to find some synergies here. Um, as all this fun stuff sort of comes around. Anyway, that's I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, yeah, so I think Zlatan could come. I'll be honest. Uh, and if if he does, then it could happen sooner than the summer. Summer's a, a perfect time to look for it. The Yellow Galaxy are going to have to move some things, I have a feeling. Um, at one point, it seemed like it was a targeted allocation money deal. I don't believe that's the case anymore. But with Giovanni Dos Santos not playing great, with Giovanni Del Santo struggling at $5.5 million. Could you find a place for Gio to go? And then you could bring in Zlatan Ibrahimovic. It's a question. Would you, here's a question for you, and I'd love to get your, your, your answers on this, so feel free, you can tweet me if you're listening to the podcast live show in the chat room or call me up. Would you trade Giovanni Dos Santos to LAFC 
in order to get Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Is that too good? Is that one of those things where people are like, come on, seriously? I know some people are like, yes, they're hitting the trade button already. Anything to get rid of Giovanni Dos Santos. Maybe that was too easy. Maybe, maybe you had to, what if you had to get rid of like Jonathan Dos Santos? All right. What if you had to, what if, what if that, maybe that's a better, more, more, more difficult trade. I wanted to make it hard on you. I think I made it, it made it pretty easy on you. All right. Anyway. So uh, that's certainly a, a question we can talk about there. I think one of the interesting developments that we did see against New York City FC, though, was the Jonathan Dos Santos stepping up into that more number 10 role. Um, and it's an interesting take on what he's able to do. I mean, we've talked that he's probably more box-to-box than anything. I wouldn't necessarily consider him a 10 or a central attacking midfielder or a cam. Um, having said that, he was much, much better whenever he was in that 10 spot. All right, he was. He was, he was dynamic. Uh, he was involved in the game, and, and quite honestly, with Gio out there, and, and certainly Giovanni Dos Santos, uh, hamstring injury, he's, they say he's out one to three weeks now. All right. Um, certainly affected that first game. I think he had six touches. Count eight if there were some defensive stops in there. So you had eight to six touches in the first half. You can see the hamstring. I know somebody on Twitter said, hey, wait a minute. Wait just one minute. Did I think Gio's faking the injury and 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 that Siggy really just pulled him because he wasn't playing well? And I know that would fit a lot of nice narratives that you have, but if that's the case, Gio did a good job of selling that. All right, a very good job of selling that. Okay, because he was out there holding his leg, limping around, not really moving great, stretching it, you know, trying to do a whole bunch of things uh, in that first half. And, you know, it, it's, it looked like he was going to come off in that at halftime. I don't think anybody was surprised that he came off in the halftime. And the fact that the LA Galaxy passed around him for 45 minutes was always fun as well. I know a lot of people say that, uh, you know, with the LA Galaxy, that, that you know, they coddle Geo too much and that uh, Geo doesn't do things. And, you know, really, he's not that bad of a player. And it's just there's too much to think. The bottom line is he's getting paid $5.5 million. And that's a lot of money to be paying somebody and not getting really anything out of it. You get his one year that he had with Robbie Keane, where we all watched that year and said that Geo and Robbie Keane can't play together, right? We already... We already agreed with that. We already looked at that and said, yeah, that makes sense. And if you were watching those games, and it's hard because you want to rewrite history because Gio scored a lot of goals and had a lot of assists that year um, and was you know, a fairly relatively motivated and good part for the LA Galaxy. I mean, that was a, that was a good year for him. But if you watch that year, never did you think, oh, Gio is you know, Gio's the best thing ever. And, and certainly with Keane on the backside of his career, there was some opportunities for Giovanni Dos Santos to step in and do these things. So you, you look at all that, and you, you look at how Gio tries to fit into this team, and I just... The argument has for so long, and I've perpetuated this argument as well, has been you haven't found a place for Gio to play, but the bottom line is that Gio hasn't been able to find a place to play. He can't fit into the lineup and into the roster. Um, and that's despite having a, a much more talented group around him than last year. Um, and I know lots of people want to throw last year out, and you can't. Don't don't throw last year out. Oh, well, I don't blame this on anybody because last year was so horrible. Well, no. I mean, there were plenty of times that certainly if you think Robbie Keane would have had the same year that Giovanni Dos Santos did in 2017, 
we can all agree that's not that wouldn't have happened. Robbie Keane would have scored some goals. He would have lifted the LA Galaxy up on his back and he would have dragged them across the line for a couple of those games. All right, they would have won more games at home if Robbie Keane was on that team. Um, because just with that fighting spirit, he wouldn't have taken it, quite honestly. Um, so now you look at somebody like Gio, who really, the Galaxy parted with Robbie Keane, and rightfully so, at the right time, I believe. Maybe even a year too too late. Um, but parted with Robbie Keane to to make Giovanni Dos Santos the center of everything, right? But But that didn't happen. That's not happening. So... It's one of those things you look at that, you know, the time is now for Gio. And quite honestly, leading into the World Cup, a time when he needs to be playing his best soccer or he's not going to go to Mexico. And I don't know what LA Galaxy fans fear most right now is that Giovanni Dos Santos being on the field uh, and then, you know, disappearing for the World Cup or that he stays for the World Cup. Uh, Imagine that. All right, imagine that one. That one's my fun. That one's my fun little mind trick that you can you can play on yourself. There is what if Giovanni dos Santos is playing so poorly that he doesn't get called up by Mexico, which is almost a foregone conclusion, kind of regardless how he plays. But let's say he's playing playing so badly, and Siggy Schmidt continues to give him starts, and he continues to pull him in the second half when he realizes it's not happening. It's not happening. Uh, you go all the way up to the World Cup, and Jonathan dos Santos goes away, and Giovanni dos Santos is still here. All right, that's that's my that see that's my interesting that's where I start my my brain starts to go somewhere. All right, I think we have a phone call here, so let's try to get one. Seven one four. Who's this? Uh, hey, Josh. Hey, who's this? This is a uh, football guy. This is football guy from the chat room. Wonderful. Thank you for calling in. What do you got, sir? Um. So I want to talk about the galaxy of how they're doing so far. That game was in New York City FC. I saw it on television, and I wasn't as happy with that score. I kind of. I couldn't suspect they were going to lose because New York City is a tough team, but at least I was thinking more of a tie there. I was really glad of how Jonathan Los Santos played, but um, I think the guys need to work more, like need more discipline, more teamwork, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly agree with that. I think that they do need more discipline, more teamwork, all that stuff. Uh, but you look at the first half and how bad everybody was, and you look at the second half and how much better. If they played with any of the intensity that they had in the second half, and whether you attribute that to Giovanni Dos Santos leaving the field, or however you want to attribute to just an adjustment that Siggy Schmidt got right in the second half, if they play the way they played in the second half, that game is a lot closer. Now, granted, the 2-1 score, to me at least, was very flattering to the Galaxy because I thought New York City should have probably scored three or four more goals on that. Yeah, I was surprised that it didn't score more goals. But um, I was thinking about this. What if Ziggy Smith put Chris Ponius on the striker's side? Like, maybe maybe, maybe even with or Kamar, so that we, we could try to score more goals. Yeah, it is a question right now. I think that uh, Siggy thinks that Chris Pontius is one of his few replacements. And listen, uh, Siggy Schmidt is under no illusion that the striker core is very thin. He said it himself. So we know right now that if Ola Kamara, you know, knock on wood, somebody find wood and knock on it, um, gets hurt, that all of a sudden the Galaxy have really nobody who is a decent replacement there. And that's a huge drop-off. So I think Chris Pontius fits into that spot for Ola. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, a real 4-4-2 with side-by-side strikers there with Chris Pontius and Ola Kamara possibly doing it. I'd even like to see it with maybe Ari Lasseter, a little bit younger and a little bit more speedy, um, to be put up there as well. So, I mean, that's not a full-game solution. At least in my mind, it's not a full-game solution. But to bring on, if you're down a goal or you need something and you bring in, you know, a, a somebody like Chris yeah. Pontius and Ola Kamar to get more offensive players forward on that, I think that's a great idea, and I have I have yeah, no problems with work. it. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that else? Um, I was gonna I was gonna say about my opinion on the next the next games coming up, like versus Vancouver 
and there was LAFC. I'm kind of I'm kind of afraid because Vancouver is a really tough team. They 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 beat the Galaxy twice last year, and then after that comes the big game against the rivals. So I really do want the Galaxy to win against LAFC, and I do want them to win against Vancouver. But it's going to be a tough game, and how they're doing right now, it's like not it's like it's like probably like like they won, then they lost. Yep, and. Yeah, I mean, right. here's here's the here's the thing that I have with the Galaxy right now is that you're going to get hot and cold Galaxy as they sort of feel each other out. So they're going to yeah. play a couple of games good. They're going to play a couple of games bad. It's going to be hit and miss. And with all the injuries, and it's certainly something that I wanted to talk about, with all the injuries, with the suspensions that are going to happen for Vancouver and all that. Yeah, yeah. With, with all that stuff that's happening, it's going to be difficult for them to get this rhythm and really move forward. And, you know, the, yeah. the game against Vancouver is going to be a tough one. Um, the travel isn't as bad, and with the ta- with the week off, you're going to get some of these guys healthy. Not a whole bunch of them, but that LAFC game. Here's the good thing about the LAFC game: it doesn't matter how the LA Galaxy have played, it doesn't matter what their record is going into it, and it doesn't matter how LAFC have played. This is like a college, you know, football rivalry game. You throw everything oh, out the yeah. window because this is going to be it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Absolutely not. So I'm excited for oh, it. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't. I don't want. I don't think it's you. Gonna sh- be heck of a game. Yeah, I don't think you as a Galaxy fan should be worried. So I, I appreciate the call. Certainly, thanks for uh, for calling in. We will uh, we'll we'll move on and and see how that goes. But yeah, here's my here's my quick thoughts on on how it looks for for LAFC is that that game is basically sold out. All right, um, and if you can still find tickets, I think you can do it like mini plans. Um, I think that works. Um, so you can do some of those, get some mini plans, um, and still get some things. So that's one of the things, you know, that that you can do if you if you don't have tickets, but I will tell you right now, I've had five or six people contact me to see if I have tickets. And I will tell you this. I will tell you this right now. So if you don't have tickets to this game, pay attention very carefully. Corner of the Galaxy does have tickets they are going to give away for this game. All right. We somebody contacted us and we do have tickets for that game. We will be giving those out the week before the game, so you need to be paying attention here as we move forward if you're looking to go to that game and you don't have tickets. All right, but we have four tickets. I'm excited that we'll be able to give them away. That game will be sold out. It's going to be crazy. Uh, It's going to be loud. There's going to be a lot of LAFC fans there. There's going to be more LA Galaxy fans, and it should be uh, just a most wonderful night of soccer that you've ever seen, Uh, at least from the crowd point of view. I mean, this is a big game. Both teams know what this means, so whether or not anybody goes out there and plays without fear and just you know goes out and tries to win the game, or whether or not this is sort of cagey game, you know, a zero-zero draw, that type of thing. I mean, it could be, but I'd expect fireworks. I don't think these two teams like each other, and they've never played each other before. All right, that's such a fun dynamic. Um, I, I'm just, I can't wait for that game. That's going to be a really fun win. But of course. Uh, the LA Galaxy um, will host that game at StubHub Center. And before they do that, they have to go to Vancouver as well. So those are sort of the things that, that we can talk about a little bit there um, in terms of you know what the LA Galaxy can do and, and, and all that fun stuff. Uh, let's go real quick. If you don't mind, let's talk a little bit about the injuries and let's talk about the lineups that you could possibly see. Right now, there are six, six LA Galaxy injuries. Um, as we run down those, I scroll down my list just to make sure that I, of course, have these ready and rocking and and good to go for you. Um, But as you look at this, we still have uh, Bradford Jamison with the concussion. We have Joao Pedro with the the knee injury still. 
Uh, he is training with the team. That's what I've been hearing. So Pedro and Pontius are sort of your possibilities right now. Um, and then, of course, you're going to have Allison Drini, who's definitely going to miss the Vancouver game. I'm, I'm 100% sure of that, although we're supposed to hear an update from that next week before the Vancouver game. No game this weekend. Remember, still have some time. So Allison Drini's probably going to miss that. Pontius is a possibility of coming back. Siani with the groin injury, probably out probably out for a little while. And Giovanni Dos Santos with the hamstring out one to three weeks. Don't expect him back until LAFC. All right, 424, who's this? Hey, Josh, this is Chris, a.k.a. Hugh from Reddit. Hey, Chris, thanks, buddy. What do you got? So, well, first of all, I'm calling and uh, thanking you in advance for the two tickets for myself and my wife <laughs> to the game. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It was, it was bold. What do you got? All right, so just a thought. To some of the fans, and then the second part is a question to you. I might get your juices flowing a little bit, but just the thought that I have first is, you know, like I said on my voicemail, I've heard a lot of people still defending Geo, and I'm wondering, are these people watching the games at all, or are they just watching highlights from a year and a half ago? Anyway, I'd like for them to consider this. The guy... If you follow him on social media, you will see that the guy was training his butt off all off season while Alessandrini and Ashley Cole were off, you know, raising kids and traveling the world. Gio came into the Mexican national team camp. The head coach said, hey, he is in the best shape I've ever seen him. Gio said it. I'm in amazing shape. So he was coming into the preseason already in excellent shape. So that's not an excuse. On top of that, Siggy Smith said, I have built this team around Gio. We want Gio to succeed. And still, we see Gio giving us 10%, like usual, like he has done in the past for the majority of the teams he played in. Like Kevin Baxter said, doesn't stay very long. He overstays his welcome. So that's a thought to some of the people out there that are still saying like, well, Gio, you know, he can still do this and he, he can still do that. I'm sorry. It's not there. I don't think it'll, uh, it'll ever be there. So that's that. Mm-hmm. What else? Now, the, que- the question that I have for you, and I know that as a reporter, you have to stay sort of neutral, which is kind of rare nowadays for reporters. But, you know, you cover the galaxy specifically. I know you have to stay mostly neutral and you usually do you're good at that and you've said it before but i'm going to put you on the spot if the front office tomorrow gave you the power to walk into that locker room and get rid of one player just completely axe him chopping block who is that player and why Oh, that's a good one. Um, actually, it's not even a difficult question. It's Giovanni Dos Santos, but it's that's there's there's so many reasons for that, um, and that's why it makes it so easily. Is that at five point five million dollars has he given you you know eleven million dollars worth of productivity plus? And, and the answer is no, he hasn't. Um, and then there's the there's the loss you know the, the cost benefit analysis. So what happens if you keep Geo? Well, it means that you don't have a designated player spot. Um, it means that you're paying somebody five point five million dollars and you're not getting anything for it all right so that's that's the biggest issue is that even if you so let's say you get rid of geo 
then you have $5.5 million plus to spend on somebody else, and somebody else will probably, and you know I'm rolling the dice here, but probably give you more of an impact uh, for that money than Giovanni Dos Santos is. And that even goes, go down to South America, go down to Central America, find somebody who is an up-and-coming kid. I mean, you know, you can look at certainly, and, and I have to give them credit for this, but you can look at somebody like LAFC. Um, and what they did with Diego Rossi and bringing in a 19-year-old. And I thought that, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's a, we'll see about that one. Um, and the kid, you know, in two games so far has shown that he's more than capable of playing in Major League Soccer and making a real impact. So could you do something like that with Giovanni DeSantis? Of course you could. Um, it allows you to go out and get, you know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. It's all about what Gio isn't giving you and how much that's costing right now. And to me, it costs too much for what you're getting. And so it's easy, easy to do. Anything else, Chris? Uh, no, that sounds good. Awesome, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks for the call. Thank I appreciate you. it. I'll see you on Reddit, all right? All right. All right. There goes uh, Chris. All right. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to send them in. Um, I, I think that's, you know, right now, just the way things are, that's a pretty easy question to answer. I don't know that there are too many LA Galaxy fans that would. And I, listen, I don't mind people defending Geo, um, and I don't mind people, you know, certainly bringing up the fact that he does not impact games. And that's that's the big one. Um that's the that's the big thing that you could do is that you could you is is he impacting games? He's he's the he's not a number 10, he's sort of playing there. He's your most expensive player at 5.5 million dollars. He's all these things that the LA Galaxy are depending on and and he's not getting it. And he's not getting it at all. All right, let's go back to uh, some of the injury stuff that I wanted to talk about. And let's take a look. Uh, if you're on the live show, you can certainly uh, take a look at this and and, and see uh, where all of our stuff is. But basically, you have to go back to our starting lineup, right? And our starting lineup, uh, if you look at the LA Galaxy and what we have perceived as the best starting lineup for right now without Sebastian Lejet starting, and whenever he comes in, we can certainly sub him in, is that David Bingham is goal, Ashley Cole is at left back, uh, Jorgen Schielvik is center back next to Siani or Steres. It probably doesn't matter, but let's let's just say that. So Siani. Uh, you have Felcher out on the right side. Then it's uh, Perry Kitchen playing the defensive midfielder role. Jonathan Dos Santos playing more of the attacking offensive midfielder role. Emmanuel Boateng out on the left or Sebastian Legette if whenever he's healthy and is starting. Roman Alessandrini whenever he's healthy out on the right-hand side. Giovanni Dos Santos uh, underneath Ola Kamara. So those are that's how your lineup lays out. Now, let's just go over what that does. And if you look at the absences and what has happened over the past, for, over the first two games that you had, and what is realistically going to be there for whenever you play against Vancouver. All right, Ashley Cole is out, and we're going to talk about this here in just a second. But Ashley Cole and the red card. All right, the two yellows that he got, and the red card, and that second yellow being, I would call, a dubious yellow. It's very. It might, there may have been contact. There may not have been. There certainly wasn't enough for for Davavia to fall down like he got shot. Um, so, so Via did a good job with that and, and drew the yellow card and Ashley Cole gets the red card. Uh, the LA Galaxy aren't appealing that red card and we can talk about that, but Ashley Cole's gone for Vancouver. So you're not going to see him. Siani is gone for Vancouver. You're not going to see him. I would expect that Alessandrini does not play. If he does play, if he does play, it'll probably be in a sub role coming off the bench with like 10, 20 minutes left to play on the carpet. I don't know. That's great. And Giovanni Dos Santos is injured. So there are four players right now that are injured from technically your quote-unquote starting lineup, your best 11 that you have. Okay, now, the thing is that you can still do some stuff with this, all right? And it's not impossible to say. 
it's it's actually you you can actually tweak it just a little bit and maybe get a lot out of this. But if we're looking at Vancouver and a possibility for those lineups, and again, we're more than a week away, it's impossible for me to tell you who's going to be healthy, who's not going to be healthy, um, and you know who's going to come back and and you know suddenly start. You know, Chris Pontius looks like he's probably going to be available in this game. Does he start for Legit? Eh, probably doesn't start for Legit. So Legit's probably going to be starting. So let's go back. Who's your left back? Well, we know we can move Jorgen Shelvik over to left back if we want to put Dave Romney and Dan Stairs together. Stairs is going to start for Siani now that Siani's injured, okay? Very easy, not a problem, if you want to do that. But I'll tell you right now, I have a feeling Siggy Schmidt is going to want to keep Shelvik in the center, in the position that he's playing, and so you're going to have Dave Romney play out at the left-back role. That's something you saw against New York City in the waning moments there, whenever they brought Dave Romney in, uh, and he played left-back and sort of pushed Ashley Cole up higher up the field, okay? So I think they're going to keep Dave Romney at left-back, they're going to keep Shelvik at center-back, and they're going to put Daniel Steras and Shelvik next to each other, and that's how it's going to start with Felcher out there on the right-hand side. So then what do you do in the midfield? Without Giovanni Dos Santos available and without Roman Alessandrini available, you put Kitchen and Carrasco in. This is at least an idea, and you certainly saw it in New York City, that they did bring in Carrasco. And this seemed to have a, this seemed to work. Uh, Kitchen and Carrasco can play a double pivot. If you don't understand what a double pivot is, it means somebody can go forward and somebody can go backwards, right? So it, basically, if Perry Kitchen decides to go forward, then uh, then Servando Carrasco is going to drop back behind him and play that defensive midfielder role. If Carrasco gets a chance to go forward, then Kitchen is going to step on the brakes and drop in behind Carrasco. They're probably not going to both go forward at the same time, but they certainly both can come backwards at the same time. So that is a good double pivot, and it worked in the preseason game, and it worked in the second half against New York City. I wouldn't be surprised to see a starting lineup that looks similar to that. All right, Emmanuel Boateng out on the left-hand side, that seems a lock right now. Although, I will tell you this, he is not good on small fields. He's probably better on turf in a larger field. I think he's going to have a better game, and hopefully he's not exhausted whenever it comes to the fact that he has been running himself into the ground. That New York City game, you could see his legs were not the same. The guy was not training for most of the week. He was so tired and out of it after the first LA Galaxy game. He needs to be smarter with how he manages his minutes. Emmanuel Boateng is one of my favorite players to watch, but he will run himself into the ground if he doesn't start doing things a little smarter in terms of how he runs, when he runs, and how much he runs. And I know there's some of you who are saying, no, he should just run as fast as he can, as hard as he can. Well, there's a reason he's always the first substitute on the field. It's because he doesn't manage his minutes well. All right? I want to see him chase things. I want to see him get in behind things. And the Galaxy need to not lean on him so much to get in behind. All right? But he still needs to do a better job of learning when to run, how to run, and all that stuff. All right? Sebastian Leggett is probably going to come, is probably going to be the starter on the right-hand side. I think we talked about that already. He already played 70-something minutes uh, whenever he was playing against New York City. That was probably his limit. But if you can get 70, 75, 80 minutes out of him, and again, there's two weeks basically between these games, uh, between the New York City game and the Vancouver game, you most certainly can get Sebastian Leggett on the right-hand side to fill in for Alessandrini. When Alessandrini comes back, you can move Leggett over to the left-hand side and Boateng becomes your super sub and a dangerous one at that and all, all the offensive weapons that you could do. The Galaxy gets really deep when Alessandrini comes back and Legette starts and Boateng is on the bench, alright? That is, there, there's some really good things. Although, I, I, I'm, I'm with some of you, I want to tell you right now I, I, like, I like Emmanuel Boateng so much um, that it's difficult for me to like say go to the bench, but in my mind, him as a super sub really makes sense and I'm going to keep saying it until it doesn't work, alright? So <laughs> that's, that's my th theory on that. And then, this is what a lot of you have been asking for. Jonathan Dos Santos in the 10 role. Now, is he a full-blown 10? I don't know that he is. It's probably more of a, listen, we can call this five midfielders, 
All right, whenever you look at it, but Boateng, Legit, and Jonathan Dos Santos are going to be your offensive guys, and Kitchen and Carrasco are going to be more defensive. All right, if you want to call it a 4-2-3-1, you can. I'm certainly okay with that. I'm okay with it being a 4-5-1, and there's even an argument that if you drop one of those midfielders on either side back into the midfield, so either Legit or Boateng, all right, that you could even call this a 4-3-3, all right? And there certainly are people who are arguing that against New York City. So... That is where you get all of these all of these fun mixing and matching. And then, of course, Ola Kamara still stays at the top. He is, I think, going to be a consistent starter for the LA Galaxy in terms of he seems like a guy who is ready to go week after week after week. He plays every single game. He's involved in the game. So this is a guy the Galaxy can lean heavy minutes on, and they're going to get production out of it. And he just missed the goal in New York City. I mean, you think about that. That ball goes in. It's maybe a little bit different ball game. Um, Sean Johnson came up with a great save and Ola Kamar did everything he could to lunge and get to that ball and unfortunately just caught it back uh, against Johnson and, and, and Johnson was able to save it. So all good things, but that's sort of what I'm looking at in terms of a starting lineup in Vancouver with all the restrictions that you have. Again, all of the injuries, the red cards, the suspensions, there are four players who are missing out of your quote unquote best starting 11 um, for the start of this year and that's going to be a big impact. Now, I talked about Ashley Cole a little bit, and Ashley Cole is a uh, is a guy who I don't know. He seems like he gets unlucky with red cards, right? Maybe that's just me. Maybe you all, maybe you all blame Ashley Cole for everything, but the guy just seems to get two yellow cards in really weird ways, and and one against him. Now, uh, corner of the galaxy's very own Larry Morgan was out at training today on Thursday. Uh, a beautiful day, a little chilly. The sun was out. And he was able to talk to some of the guys and, and sort of find some things. So um, one of the things that we were able to ferret out, and and uh, and Larry certainly talked to Siggy Schmidt, but one of the things that we were able to to ferret out was that the LA Galaxy will not be appealing uh, Ashley Cole's red card. And that was something that I had reported on, and then uh, Larry was able to get out there and get some good quotes. Uh, and Siggy Schmidt says, you only have so many challenges that you can make a year. It was a second yellow. You watch the replay angles, and we had it. And we had, and it was tough to tell whether they collided with their legs a little bit, whether they bumped each other. There really wasn't enough factual evidence to say it's very, very evident that they didn't make contact. The only place maybe you can see contact is their legs might have gotten tangled a little bit. That was about it. So Siggy's saying, listen, we looked at it. We don't think there was contact, but is it enough where you're going to get three people? And by the way, red cards? Do not get appealed by the disciplinary committee. That is not a disco decision. It is reviewed by the independent review panel. You only get two challenges every year. Each team has to put up a $25,000 bond. And if the league determines that it was a frivolous review of a red card, basically like it was so obvious that it was a red card and that you guys you guys went out and said we're appealing it, then it certainly could be that they take all $25,000 right, of that bond. Okay, so teams don't want to do that. And I certainly don't think that anybody would think that this would be a frivolous challenge if they did it. But I'm a little bit with Siggy Schmidt here. I think that there isn't enough clear-cut evidence to overturn the red card. There may have been the tiniest, insy-bitsy, little tiny piece of contact. And that was enough to get uh, 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 Dave Romney suspended, if you'll remember, uh, last year. Um, and that was with contact, by the way. Um, and that was when he went down in the box and they got a penalty kick from it. Um, so, so you know, are you going to get the independent review panel, of which I don't think we know who, who's made up. I think it's like one referee, um, one 
one player. Yeah, one referee, one former player, and like somebody from the league. I think those are the three people. And they have to vote unanimously that it is not a red card that in order to overturn it. So they probably weren't going to do it. The other thing is, and this certainly comes into it, um, is that this game, the next game in Vancouver is on carpet. And do you need 37-year-old legs Ashley Cole um, to come in and play 90 minutes on carpet? You don't. That's the answer. You don't need it. So when you look at that, that's another reason that you want to sort of sit back and say, hey, it's probably okay that they didn't do it. Plus, they have the horses at defense to let happen. I think they're going to be fine. I don't know that you can necessarily say that they are favorites to win in Vancouver, but I don't know even if you had a full starting team if they would be favorites to win in Vancouver. Vancouver seems like a good team this year. Um, and so, it, it again, it's just sort of interesting to follow this stuff, but that is why there's no appeal there. All right. The other the other important thing that Larry found out is that uh, Rolf Felcher um, doesn't like L.A. traffic. FYI. Just letting you know. All right. All right. Good. Glad 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 we all cleared that up. Um, another sort of interesting thing here was uh, that Larry went on. And again, you can read this article and I implore you to do so uh, over at corner of the dot com. Um, but Giassi Zardis was a topic with Mr. Siggy Schmidt uh, at uh, at training, and it's it's always interesting. Uh, Giassi Zardis is currently tied for the league leading goals with three with LAFC's Diego Rossi. Uh, and Siggy Schmidt said that really he couldn't be happier. And uh, he this is the quote. He says, sometimes a change of scenery is what everybody needs. He's a good kid and has always worked hard. I think there's probably a reapplication that took place when the trade happened. Like, okay, I want to show some people. Uh, and and Siggy goes on to say Columbus has played well and his production is a combination and reflection of how the team is playing. So uh, Siggy Schmidt has a nice thing to say about Giassi's artists. And I don't know if there are Galaxy fans who are sitting there going, you know, it's a bad thing that Giassi's artist has been successful um, this particular year, at least early in early in the year over two games. Um, so, again, not necessarily something that I'm overly concerned about. There's lots of people who are going, oh, man, the LA Galaxy lost that trade. You You need to have your head examined. Quite honestly, calm down, relax, relax just a little bit. All right. Everything happens over 34 games in Major League Soccer. And I would hate to see you get all tied up in the fact that right now you think the Galaxy lost this trade or, or didn't lose that trade or whatever, however it goes. All right. So certainly something to go on. Um, all right. One more thing that uh, for sure I want to touch on is that there are a lot of games going on this weekend. It's just the LA Galaxy aren't playing one. Uh, DC United will host Houston Dynamo on Saturday. Philadelphia Union hosts Columbus Crew. Minnesota FC hosts the Chicago Fire. Montreal Impact hosts Toronto FC. New York City FC will host Orlando City SC. Uh, you have Atlanta United playing, uh, uh, hosting Vancouver. Okay, so let's talk about this game just for a second and why does it matter? Of course... Because the LA Galaxy will be traveling up to Vancouver to play Atlanta. All right. Vancouver currently unbeaten at 2 0 0. Atlanta United at 1 1. Excuse me, 1 win, 1 loss, 0 ties so far after their two games. Here is the thing Atlanta has to travel all the way across the country to play Atlanta United, a place that is not easy to play on and a place that has turf. Granted, they play on turf, but still, it's a lot of wear and tear on your body. All right. So. <clears throat> With Atlanta United, uh, that's going to be a very physical game for Vancouver. I think that the Galaxy have a good matchup with Vancouver on the road. If you're looking for an upset, this is a possibility. With Vancouver having to travel to Atlanta, that is going to be a big plus, 
right now for the Galaxy. So, again, if there's any little inkling of hope, if you want to dangle a little bit of hope out there, uh, it's certainly something that you should pay attention to. I think this is a 4.30 p.m. kickoff time. I can never tell if, uh, if they're giving me Eastern times or Western times. Uh, you would think that 4.30 is probably going to be a Pacific Coast time. But anyway, check your schedules. Look how it is. But Atlanta FU's FC. <laughs> Atlanta FC, not Atlanta FU. You know what I was going to say. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's the game that you're going to watch. Uh, Sporting Kansas City hosts the San Jose Earthquakes in Real Salt Lake. Hosts New York Red Bulls. The only game on Sunday will be FC Dallas hosting the Seattle Sounders. All right. Um, so that is what you can expect from this weekend from MLS games. So, Again, we still have time to answer questions if you guys want to go over that. Uh, but that's sort of where the LA Galaxy stand right now. I gave you the injury update. It sounds like Geo is one to three weeks. Don't expect him back until LAFC. That is three weeks right on the do- right on the nose. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos gets called up to the Mexican national team. Uh, they, it was interesting in the press release. It said that Giovanni Dos Santos, of course, would miss the call up with the injury. So I don't know if he knew he was already going to be called up and then because of the injury, he had to pull out and say that he wasn't going. I would expect that he would have gotten called up, but I do think that we're approaching the time with Giovanni Dos Santos of where, you know, uh, Osorio is looking at the Mexican national team and the way Gio's playing and thinking, man, that may not be, you know, the best thing to be bringing onto the Mexican national team right now is Giovanni Dos Santos, who has no run of form, uh, doesn't look good at all in any of the Galaxy games. So nothing nothing that's there. That's that's basically what I'm saying. But I do think he would have been called up. But the Galaxy pointed out in their press release that Jonathan Del Santos was getting called up to the Mexican national team, that Giovanni Del Santos would have to miss it with the injury. So it makes me think that he did get called up. Now we get to uh to to you know just the thing. This is this is sort of the buildup that you're seeing towards the World Cup, and you certainly should expect that. There's going to be, you know, that Jonathan Dos Santos, who looks to be playing very well, might also start to step on the brakes a little bit as we get closer and closer to the World Cup, just so that way he makes sure he doesn't get injured. Um, this is one of those mindset things that you have to worry about is how these guys are performing, how they're going down the stretch, how all this stuff is going to affect them. Now, some players like to play as hard as they can leading up to the World Cup, so that way, you know, they, they feel like that's the best way to prepare themselves. And some guys sort of glide into the World Cup. I think for the Galaxy. And we've said this, the first half of the season is going to be hit and miss. All right. First half of the season is going to be hit and miss. You're going to see some ups. You're going to see some downs. That means the Galaxy are probably going to win some games that you didn't expect them to win. And you need to be honest with yourself about this stuff. All right. I know you want to pretend that this is, you know, 2014 or 2011 or 2012. Oh, especially 2011. 2011 was great. If you ever wanted to be a smart guy with predicting games, you could have, 2011, you could have won a lot of money doing that. Just bet on the Galaxy to win every single game. And you probably would have came out pretty close. Um, but this is not those years, all right? The LA Galaxy still have weaknesses, and their big question marks continue to be defense. Rolf Felcher's still a question mark. Siani's a question mark. Stares is a question mark, all right? I like Stares. We've seen him play. But in this defense, is he better than Siani? I'll tell you right now, I have him tied, all right? I just have him tied. It's that simple. You can drop one, put the other one in, and I really think they're almost interchangeable. Stares might be a little bit smarter in terms of positioning, but Siani has the bigger physical presence, which is good to have, all right? But you're not going to have that against Vancouver, so that's what you're going to have to deal with. Daniel Stairs, I think, will do a great job at center back position there and fill it in. But it's still a question mark, 
All right, David Bingham's still a little bit of a question mark. There are too many things on the back line that we still have to figure out in terms of fans have to figure it out, in terms of reporters have to figure it out, and in terms of players have to figure it out. We don't know. I'm sure Siggy Schmidt is sort of sitting there going, all right, let's see how this defense goes. All right, so you, you certainly have that to worry about. Okay, there's the other question mark is what is going to happen with Giovanni Dos Santos? And that offense is thin. All right. That offense is really thin right now. Uh, everybody knows it. They're probably going to shop for something in the summer, whether or not that's Zlatan or anybody else. I can't tell you. Um, but I will tell you that I think that there's a possibility that they can still um, bring in somebody in the summertime and that that will, that will certainly bolster that attacking position. Um, I think it's the position of need, and that's after a World Cup. Guys are going to want to move after the World Cup. Maybe Giovanni Dos Santos wants to move after the World Cup. Maybe Jonathan Dos Santos wants to move after the World Cup. These are all things just, to, again, keep in the back of your head. This is how it goes. But you have to be realistic about what's going on. I'll tell you right now, going against Vancouver, on the road, on carpet, missing four of their quote-unquote starters. But you get special agenda in there. That's not horrible. Um, Daniel Stairs is probably an easy one. Easy one for a replacement there. So that's not horrible. Dave Romney probably plays left back pretty well. As good as Ashley Cole? No. But is it a huge drop-off? No, it's not. Jonathan Dos Santos isn't going to be there. All right, so he's already going to be gone. So where are you going to play there in the, in the midfield? Okay, so I, again, these are the players that could possibly, that probably will not be available for the Vancouver game. We have Ashley Cole. We have Jonathan Dos Santos. Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, Chris Pontius is a maybe. Roman Alessandrini is probably a no. Uh, you have Siani is a no. Uh, let's see, Bradford Jamison is a no. Uh, Pedro is probably a no as well. That's eight players that you can name off that probably won't be available for Vancouver. If I told you right now that the LA Galaxy would be missing eight players, some of those starters, who cares about the names, but some of those starters, up to four could be starters, are missing eight people, what would you expect the outcome to be against Vancouver? Okay, so this is how you have to approach things. Let's see the progression. You want to see steps forward, not steps back. There's going to be inconsistency, so you are going to see steps backwards. Okay, but you want to see a continual march. Two steps forward, one step back is okay. All right, that's okay. So watch how the LA Galaxy go up and face off against Vancouver. I think that will be uh, an interesting one to watch uh, just to see how this team does and to also rely a little bit more on the defense and rely a little bit more on some of these depth players that the Galaxy did not have last year. This team is better. We know that. All right, let's see how much better now. Uh, quick questions to get to. Philip Tong. Philip writes in, he says, aside from Perry Kitchen, which player has impressed you the most this season? Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos has been very, very, very good. I know he can sometimes forget to track back like he did against New York City in the first half. I know that sometimes he sprays the occasional ball and, uh, and it's a turnover and David Bingham has to save him. But for the most part, I have, I have enjoyed seeing Jonathan Dos Santos play. And I think that he's a huge addition to this LA Galaxy team. And I would love to see him. If, if you guys, if you, who else? I mean, who else would you say? Emmanuel Boateng has impressed at times. He's frustrated at times. Um, I think he would even agree with that. So that's sort of something you sort of got to see. So it's interesting. All right. Uh, Sean writes in and he goes, is there any possibility Jonathan Dos Santos could get an extended run at the attacking midfield spot even after Giovanni Dos Santos gets healthy? 
Sean goes on, he says, he looked dynamic playing that role and maybe would add an increased effectiveness to our scoring threats. Anything? I, yeah, I mean, I think we we will see it. Um, with Giovanni Dos Santos not there, I think Jonathan Dos Santos is one of the better ones. You could play Sebastian Legette there if Ramon Alessandrini is suddenly healthy. That is huge. That's a good one. Lots of people asking in the chat room, hey, Josh, if the Galaxy are going to get a striker, what about Gignac? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's no bigger home run than Gignac if you wanted to do it. But uh, I believe he just signed another two-year deal um, down in Mexico, so he seems pretty happy. Now, whether or not that's two years, and and certainly you know, there could be a chance that he doesn't stay for the full two years, that he could be uh, persuaded to leave maybe after a World Cup and after the stuff. So uh, if you guys have any more, uh, m- any more questions, we're running out of time here. Um, seven, excuse me. Let me see if I can get this run. 949-734-4217. 949-734-4217. We have like two minutes before we can get calls in. And then that's going to be it, my friends. Uh, if we look at the LA Galaxy standings real quick, just want to give you a Western Conference update. LA Galaxy currently sitting sixth above the red line, by the way, for the playoffs. Um, with uh with a record of one one and zero and even on goal differential la fc currently sits in first place in the western conference uh the goal differential of plus five certainly helping them out vancouver whitecaps the la galaxy's next opponent coming up on march 24th uh they sit in second with uh, also with six points and a two goal differential uh if you're looking at the schedule again saturday march 24th la galaxy travel up to the vancouver uh, to play the Vancouver Whitecaps at BC Place. Then it is home hosting uh, uh, LAFC on March 31st. Uh, home again on Sunday, April 8th, as the Galaxy will host Sporting Kansas City before traveling away on April 14th to play the Chicago Fire. That is it, boys and girls. Let's see, we got one call that's just going to squeak in under the deadline. So close. Good Lord. All right, 402, who's this? Uh, hey, Josh, this is Daniel from Nebraska. Hey, Daniel, thanks for calling in. I certainly appreciate How How's the weather in Nebraska? Uh, it's getting warmer, uh, 55 degrees right now, so not that bad. I was hoping you were saying it was going to be snowing sideways and I could rub it in your face, but Daniel, I appreciate you calling uh, in. What do you got? Well, Josh, it, well, on the com- weather common, it, it's sometimes 90 degrees, sometimes 15 degrees the same week, so I'll give you that. <laughs> Uh, but how, what do you think the Galaxy would do now that uh, Rodrigo Aguirre has signed for a club? Um, uh, I think he signed for Botafogo in Brazil. Yeah, I mean, I think that they were certainly interested at one point, and it looked like it was almost a for sure thing to happen. Um, but it, for whatever reason, did not happen. I don't know what the holdup was. We haven't really gotten a firm answer on whether or not they were really interested, but reports certainly had them interested at one point. In fact, a couple of reporters actually said that he would be coming to the LA Galaxy. So whether or not it ever got that close uh, was interesting. I don't think that's a huge loss for them. I just think that perhaps they shifted um, and sort of looked somewhere else with that. And whenever they figured out, especially with Ola Kamara being able to come in and getting the green card and not costing them an international slot anymore... That's huge. So I think that they probably made an okay choice there. The other thing is that if they were looking at him for striker depth, um, I certainly think that they may have bigger things in mind come summer. So that okay. is that that is sort of where I wanted to go. Anything else for you? So uh, when is the Galaxy announcing Pato? Ah, oh, that's it. Everybody gets hung. <laughs> we're, we're ending the show. Thanks for calling in, buddy. We appreciate it. <laughs> Yep, thank you. All right, there we go, Daniel. All right. There's always a comedian. There's a comedian, everyone. You guys know that I can't handle it. I'll tell you right now, I am fully convinced that Pato's coming to the LA Galaxy, especially, especially because um, 
uh, I've said that he he's not coming so much. I mean, it would just be the ultimate sort of you know, hey, let's get back. I'm sure Siggy Schmidt stays up at night and says, how can we how can we make Josh look bad? Um, and he's like, let's get Pato, um, and that could happen. The guy has an obsession. I can't handle it. It's not my fault that the guy has an obsession with the LA Galaxy. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my entire life. All right, he does. He's like he has like, and I've even asked the Galaxy. I'm like, I'm like, what is up with Pato? And like always commenting on. They're like, I I don't know. He just he just likes the social media. And I'm like, seriously, there's nothing to this. He's constantly talking to you guys. And they're like, no, I swear, we have we have no idea. So anyway, that's your, that's your Pato update for right now. All right, all right, that's it. We did it. We made it for an hour. All right, you all you all hung in there with me. I appreciate it. It was. It's a long show whenever it's just me by myself. But with an off week, I wanted to be, yeah, it's okay. Uh, let's see. On Monday, there will be a show. Don't know how long it'll be. My son is coming in town. Always like to spend time with him whenever he's in town. So I'll be doing that. Thursday, also another show to get you ready for the weekend as well. So Kevin Baxter back on Monday. Uh, and then on Thursday will be our live show, getting you ready for the LA Galaxy's game against the Vancouver Whitecaps coming up on March 24th. All right, everybody. I appreciate you hanging in there with me. Uh, I know that it's not always easy in terms of, uh, of of trying to get to the live shows, and I certainly know that all of you people who are dedicated and listen on the podcast are, are some of my favorite people as well. So everybody who kept me company in the chat room, I appreciate it. And uh, for everybody else uh, who's listening on this podcast, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, enjoy some MLS soccer if you get a chance to. Um, and, of course, we'll see everybody back here on Monday. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and, of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Uh, head on over there right now, and uh, and you can follow me on Twitter and get all your information. Rapid fire, quick. Uh, I'm on Reddit there. I'm on YouTube. I'm on, on on almost everywhere. So so please do that. And please head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Head to our store, cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash shop, and you can find our three inch round logo stickers. We have our five inch I love soccer stickers, which is just awesome. A um, dollar fifty right now. Actually, a dollar fifty. You can you can own those uh, those soccer stickers. They're great. Um, I'll make sure that that's still going on there. And then go ahead and order your scarves right now. Go ahead and do it. I know. I said I'm out of scarves. Guess what? We ordered more. They're on their way. So order them as soon as they come in. I ship them out. I want to ship out like thirty the first day. All right. Twenty five dollars gets you a corner of the galaxy scarf. I see them all over the stadium. I see our shirts over the stadium. So thank you everybody for uh, for helping us out. All right. For absolutely nobody else right now but just me, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.